minute, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carefill here on the J&K Podcast once again. What's up, guys? Uh, do some more. I guess we'll do some more wrestling discussion this week. Uh, we're still sure. working on that paranormal talk. Don't if for those of you who are probably wondering if when that's going to happen. It's going to happen. We just uh, things have kind of gotten away and whatnot. I'm not going to make any excuses. That, that episode will, will come very soon, and uh, you guys yes, will enjoy that. So uh, before we get to to some uh, wrestling discussion here, we'll do our kind of a. Uh, our usual kind of sound clip to kind of start things off here, and then we'll go from there. So here we go, guys. You stupid idiot thumbtacks don't even make it to Money in the Bank. You allow him to be your champion? That's a stupid decision. That can only be made by a stupid idiot. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. What are you babbling about, you bag of bones? You don't even work here anymore, it's Teddy Long, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. How cute. Listen. Stupid idiots. The briefcase. Come on, you stupid idiot! Due to his own creation. Congratulations, Ambrose, you stupid idiot. I think he's a history buff. So there we go. That that's uh, you know we've played uh, bits similar to that with the stupid idiot uh, a little bit uh, throughout uh, these podcasts, but it's it's one of those uh, bits or gimmicks or shticks or things that it's just gone over really well with me, and it's gone a little bit longer than I expected it to, and it's still really working pretty well for him. The the list thing is kind of more the kind of the thing right now, but the the stupid idiot thing this still kind of yeah, it just never seems to end, which is perfectly fine. I'm happy with that. If it, if hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if it keeps working for you. You know, keep uh, using it, to, you know, until you kind of see it starting to drop off. You know, then maybe, you know, knowing Chris Jericho, he'll be able to uh, find something else that'll work oh, for Oh, yeah, him. definitely he's he always, will. always been able to do that. So let's uh, hop right into some wrestling discussion with, uh, with, sure. a, with a pretty interesting one. And actually, that hits a, a little close to home uh, for us because we've uh, uh, actually interviewed this certain somebody a, yes. a, a couple times. Uh, and uh, to, when we used to do our online radio uh, bit here, when it was Turnbuckle Talk on... Uh, the real, but uh, so we're talking about the Meon Classic. So some more people announced with that, and the one big name that uh, we definitely need to make mention, like I said, you know, somebody that uh, you know that we have had the chance to speak to, and of course we are on talking several about occasions. Alpha female, otherwise yes. known as Jazzy Gebert. That's right, from uh, from Germany, going to be part of this WWE tournament. Yeah, I Which, mean that's amazing. It's amazing, finally. Because uh, you know, in the times that we've spoken to her, you know, she's she's made attempts to, you know, to for tryouts and, and to get on this roster. And it was clearly something that she was interested in, and really kind of a goal for her. And I won't say from you know the, the feeling that I kind of got from her that she had kind of given up on that dream, but uh, you know, she had pursued some other uh, stuff, you know, with uh, some more kind of the independent wrestling over in Europe and uh, yep. the, the MMA, which she has been pretty successful at. She has been, and. It's clearly got noticed by uh, you know the uh, WWE skeleton is now uh, a part and would I would seem to believe a pretty big part of this because I mean she was showcased really on the WWE website. She was she was, was showcased pretty like, cool to see you know, yeah. for for us you know somebody you know that we've spoken with. So. She was showcased in the actual banner for the the article and then was showcased actually inside the uh, the article itself as well. So I mean huge news for. Not even just Jazzy, but I mean, for, for us, somebody who has known her, um, you know, still actually in contact with her, talk to her, um, not as much as I think I'd, I'd like to, but I mean, yeah. I keep in contact with Jazzy as much as I can. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, uh, even when you, start, you go onto WWE's website right now, and uh, you'll see her featured about uh, just past halfway down with a big picture of her uh, in, in her gimmick. And uh, seeming that they're just going with the the jazzy. The, the, yes. I don't know if they're going to go with the, the alpha female name thing, but that, that remains to be seen. It does remain to be seen, but as of right now, it looks like it's just jazzy. Yeah. Or jazzy Gaber. Could be. So. Yeah, I'd like to see the alpha female uh, thing, because, I mean, she's... Worked for so long building up that uh, gimmick kind of holding the mystique behind that character. So and hopefully, hopefully, if if Jazzy, you you listen to this, hopefully <laughs> we're actually pronouncing the last name correctly. I think so. I I think we are, but um, yes, could be could be interpreted different ways. But yeah, Absolutely. huge news. I'm I'm super excited now. I'm even more excited now for the Mae Young Classic, knowing. That there's going to be somebody in there that that I personally know. Yes, absolutely. So it it makes it really more interesting for me now. It really does. And to kind of go through, uh, we have a bit of a longer list of the uh, people involved with this now. So we'll, we'll go through that list. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Jazzy, first of all. We have uh, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, yes. Another uh, recent uh, addition there. If that last name rings a bell... Uh, Carl can let us know uh, who that might be. I'm not sure exactly which which part of the Blanchard family she belongs to, but she no. is generational. Okay. Um, she, uh, you know, has that last name Blanchard and has used it um, throughout her independent career, which her independent career has been great as well. I've I've been following her and yep. watching her through the Indies, and she is. Uh, not only just a beautiful sight to behold, but a competitor as well. Yeah. So the rest of the ones going down the list, uh, like I said Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, uh, one of the other ones, Abby Leith, um, Tanara Conti. I'm probably butchering that last name. I apologize if you were listening. Uh, Kavita Devi, Tony Storm, Princessa Suggett. Suggett? 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 Change. We'll find out come the May Young Classic, I guess. Change your last name. Uh, Lacey Evans, Sarah Logan, Bianca Belair, and Vanessa Bourne. Yes. Yeah. So any... any uh, there's a few new additions. or any names that kind of stand out to you? Um, Sarah Logan, uh, Lacey Evans, Jazzy, of course, mm-hmm. and Tessa. Um, from... I don't know much about Princessa, but I oh. hear that she is a of experience, very, right? very experienced competitor. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So, yeah, interesting to see that that's shaping up quite well. I, I like that they're not uh, incorporating too many of the big names that are really none of the big names so far. No, so, so I, far none. I, I like that it's giving these uh, this other talent uh, a platform to showcase no, no Nikki Bella or anything like that to thank God. And honestly, I don't think that we're going to see names like that in there. I think we're, yeah. if anything, we're probably going to see names like Kelly Kelly. And maybe. Maria Canellis. Yeah. You know, ma- maybe a couple of names like that coming mm-hmm. in. Um, I I personally would maybe love to see a Nora Roberts or a Molly Holly, mm. as she was known in there the WWE. Go. Yeah. Who knows? Right? Yeah, maybe Lita. Who knows uh, as soon as if they're feeling that up to it. You know, never, you know, we've said it before, never say never in the wrestling business. So... Interesting to see what happens to that. Uh, it, it's shaping up to be quite interesting. And, uh, and you know, speaking of interesting. <laughs> Very <laughs> interesting. This, uh, this is uh, another kind of a sound clip. 
Now, the audio in this is maybe a little bit on the funky side, so I apologize if it sounds a little a little sketchy, but we'll, we'll play it and we'll explain it if you're, if you're hard of hearing or if it just sounds kind of weird, but uh, we'll play the clip first and then we'll go from there, I guess. And hopefully it'll play properly. Coming back home. Woo! The Okay, so uh, if you're listening to that, no, the audio did not skip on purpose. I, I kind of did that on purpose. Um, first of all, uh, Morgan all back involved with uh, with WWE, which is a little surprising, a little unexpected. We know he's going to be calling the, the Mayweather uh, Conor McGregor fight. Yep. Now being brought into NXT and being announced <laughs> by <laughs> Triple H as the bipolar rock and roller. Now, yeah. opinions right off the bat. Now, let, let, let's you know, outside of storyline, like, like just when it comes to like good taste, is this is this a good thing or is this a really really bad thing or is it kind of like a who cares? I think it's a really bad thing. Um, I mean, considering WWE does these these different campaigns like be a star and, and stuff like that, right? Like. That's almost borderline kind of going into, like, bullying territory right mm-hmm. there. Um, that'd be like going up to somebody on the street that you, you know, see as as having a mental issue and, you know, using a specific type of name to reference them. Even if it is meant to be in good fun and supposed to be like a, you know, bipolar rock and roller, right? It's still... I don't think it was in good taste. It's one of those things that that might have seemed like a good idea, but when it comes to any of this kind of stuff, I mean, your bottom line is when you're you have this large of an audience, you're bound to offend at least a few people. Uh, in in this case, probably a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> not saying that I'm offended by it, but I'm yeah. saying that I think it was poor choice and bad judgment. Yeah, I will say you know because it, it takes a lot to offend me when it comes to that kind of stuff. I've you know. I do not live in a glass house by any means, but even me, I was just kind of like, eh, like so soon, and, and like, why, why even go there with that? Yeah, really. I mean, they, you know? they could have gone a totally different way with things and just said, you know, like he was, he, he just had medical issues, right? I mean, when somebody comes back from, uh, you know, being caught with with any type of drug in their system, and uh, you know, having a leave on the wellness program, they don't bring them back and mention them as the, you know, the pot smoking <laughs> rock and roller. Yeah. Right. Or sure. they don't, you know, they don't, uh, you know, mention them as the, uh, the opiate pop and, uh, whatever. Right. Like mm. I think it was just bad taste. Yeah. I'm sorry, triple H. Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to this, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I think it was just bad judgment. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You know, um, but the nature of looking at this clip, it looks like it was something that was done, you know, cameras off. You know, not it looks that, like it, yeah. It wasn't re- recorded, so... Excuse me. I know typically that's... Uh, <laughs> I tried to hold it back. I really, really did. I apologize. Um, that uh, when, when the cameras are not rolling, that they, they tend to 
uh, take a few more risks. You know, but the thing is with nowadays with everybody having one of these things in their hand and in their pockets or in their pants or wherever. Yes. And for those of you who uh, obviously you're listening to audio so you can't see me waving my phone around. I'm talking about cellular phones. We all have video recorders, most of us in our, in our pockets now. So this kind of stuff, it, it tends to get leaked out in uh, a lot more than, uh, than maybe it should. But I mean, WWE should still be kind of on their toes and knowing that, hey, you know, even when the cameras are are not rolling, we still need to be kind of careful, uh, you know, to turn this whole PG image that they they're trying to go for here, because this definitely crosses that line. I I think it definitely does, and I mean yeah. it's 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 weird that something like this would even would even happen, considering um, WWE should know by now, and I'm should. talking going they back going back years already. They already had stuff like this happen, right? Yep. I mean, you're you're taking a look at Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall all in a ring, yep. in a cage inside of a ring after a match, hugging each other, right? And that was all caught on somebody else's camera. Yep. That yep. wasn't any WWE cameras that were rolling. They thought they were done. They thought the cameras were off. Yep. But somebody... Had the well with all yep. to be able to record this and put it out onto the internet. Yep. Um, really, no social media back then. There might have been MySpace, um, but yeah, and it was it was put out there. And the WWE should really have learned from that, uh, j- just to know that hey, stuff like this is going to get put out there and leaked out there, no matter if we have cameras rolling or not. Mm-hmm. I went on a tirade there. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely. No, and that, that was a big thing, you know, and Triple H for himself because he ended up, uh, you know, you know, bring. He took the brunt of everything. He, 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 and by choice. I mean, uh, you know, everybody was kind of kind of have the the crap hit the fan on that one. But he, you know, being the, the guy that he is, you know, decided to, you know, was like, no, I'll, I'll take all the blame for this. And then, you know, basically got knocked back to him and then had to kind of build himself back up again. Oh, yeah. So. You know, it says a lot about him as well, but I mean, you know, on the flip side, he should, you know, f- knowing from that, you know, be careful <laughs> what you're doing, even when you feel as though maybe people aren't watching. Nowadays, everybody's always watching. It's true. It's very true. So, gotta be careful. You know, this doesn't just go for uh, for WWE, but for kind of any other company. You know, especially if you're trying to portray a very public and very, you know, uh, very public friendly kind of atmosphere. And then, yeah. you, but then on the flip side, you go do something like this. It's tough. If it were something like a CZW show, I don't think anybody's going to care. It's different. Right? Very different different at a CZW show. But to come to a WWE show with something like that, um, they're a publicly traded company, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, even look at Impact Wrestling. They're not a publicly traded company, but they still are trying to build an image to be able to uphold. Yeah. So... Something like that getting leaked out. I really don't think that they're going to allow something like that. Although, I do have to say that they have had some pretty interesting signs over the last, I'd say, three, four months. Um, with this whole Jeremy Borash and, um, see, that's how relevant he is. I can't even remember. Is Josh Matthews. Who's that guy? Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash with at the announce desk, right? They're like They've had some pretty weird signs uh in behind the yeah. two of them and i'm sure that it's you know impact wrestling management saying hey here's a sign you'll be on tv hold this <laughs> sign up yeah. right 
So, I mean, they kind of went that way, which mm-hmm. which for them, okay, cool, yeah, good. For sure. But for WWE, I don't really think that it's appropriate. Now, that, you know, I've been talking about, you know, the real life kind of implications and everything of that now. Now, uh, venturing over into the wrestling business and storyline-wise and kayfabe-wise, does do something I guess even work when it comes to storyline stuff? In my opinion, no. No, I, I don't think it really does either. Because what you're going to try and build a storyline with, like with like a commentator, are they going to do like a, uh, you know, that this could very well go down the uh, the Mike Adamly route, right? You know, and and, and not to compare Mike Adamly to Moro Ronaldo because that's like yeah. comparing like a, uh, you know, things are completely opposite. I can't think of a comparison. Like I mean, a mouse to an elephant. Exactly. You know, and they brought in Mike Amley when he knew absolutely nothing about the business. Morrow had lots of experience. Has. Has lots of experience. Yeah. And had lots of experience. And, But, you know, doing something like this, if they're trying to go for some kind of storyline with him like this, I just, it's risky. You know. Almost wondering if they're, they, they, they might be kind of looking into doing something like a Eugene type of but not to that kind of extent yeah right but still a little bit more of a you know kind of a eugene-ish kind of you know where morrow <laughs> just kind of throws down the headset or something and storms off and then comes back you know after the next match and everything's fine right that's something right now so the, the, the eugene character I'll, I'll see if i can actually find because i, because I feel like referencing it now because we're on the topic <laughs> is that is that a character that because that was kind of like what uh you know not attitude, but like the ruthless kind of aggression you're at. Now, did that character? Do you think that would fly right now? The Eugene no. character? No, because I, I, I'm gonna try and find and give you an example as to, to why uh, this might not <laughs> go. And uh, and honestly, no. all all praise to Nick Dinsmore for that character. He yeah. did an amazing job when yeah. it came to uh, doing that Eugene character. He embraced it. Huh? He really embraced it. And I honestly, I was a fan of the Eugene character. I, I really was. Um, and yeah, I mean, Nick did an amazing job with it. So all kudos to him for it. Um, he embraced it. He was able to do it. He was perfect at it. Um when you hear this clip that that had that uh, Big Joe is kind of pulling up here to find, um, he isn't like this in real life. No. So that's kind of almost where a little bit more of a hmm. I don't know if this would really work yeah. for, um, you know, for Mauro Ronaldo uh, because it's more Ronaldo's real life. Yeah. Like he, he legitimately does have a bipolar issue. Yeah. Right. Whereas Nick didn't have this type of issue that the Eugene character had. Yeah. Right. So to briefly kind of pull up, this is a, uh, a spot for Mac uh, in 2005. It's not uh in ring uh, work stuff. This is still pretty character stuff. And this involves, of course, uh, uh, we're talking about Eugene and uh, William Regal and Christy Hemi. Oh, so uh, I'll pull this up She's here. hot. Yes. And we will go from... Uh, let's we'll see what this is about here. Who's that chair? Oh, okay. How about stand up? Sure. That's better. Show me your legs. There you go. Is that how you like it? Good. And work your hair a little bit too. There you are. Good. Give a shake. One yeah. side. There you go. Good. Better. Beautiful. Can I turn the chair around? Yeah, 
fantastic. That's good stuff. Little smile, mm. little smile. There you go. Hi, Christy! Hi, Eugene! Can you just give me five minutes? Sure. Hi. Mm, you got pretty red hair. Thank you. You got, you got pretty red hair like Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I do. She's she right here in, in Long Island. Is she? Yeah, I'm listening to her CD. You like her music? Yeah, it's good. Do you yeah. know the words? Yeah. yeah. Sing me a song! Oh, no, no, Come on, Eugene, no, sing me a song, no, no, no. please! Okay, okay. okay. Uh, rumors starting, sick of being followed. Tired of people saying <laughs> what they want to say about me. Take, take a panta. Good, yeah. I like it. You're this really good, good, Eugene. Yeah, this it's really good. good. Eugene, please stop singing. Hello, fellow. Hi. Listen, you've got a match with Christian next. Come on. Christian and Tonko are dead set on winning those world championships away from us this week, so we need to get going. Come on. Okay. Oh. Come on. You want me to help motivate him? You sure? I can help. Do you want to? Yes. I know you like it. Go on. Knock yourself Come out. Come on. Oh. Thank you. Hey, keep your eyes. Okay. <laughs> So there you go, a little bit of that. But I played the entire thing, but I think we get the gist of it there. Uh, so yeah, the the, the uh, if you want to actually go see that uh, video, go search on YouTube uh, Eugene William Regal and Christy Christy Hammy. It'll probably be one of the first ones to come up there. And um, yeah, you'll see a guy that just you know took that character and like I said, you know, really kind of embraced it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's something that too many people I think could have pulled off. And to get because he was overwhelmed with the crowd as well. Oh yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he won me over mm-hmm. with that character. He a hundred percent won me over with that. Um, and for those who who kind of couldn't really get it, thinking, oh, this guy's just normal, whatever, right? I mean, the character was more of like almost an autistic type of yep. of character. So you could kind of hear that a little bit in in like the voice. Um, actually seeing the video, you can kind of see the man the mannerisms that he was using, uh, different motions with his hands and and stuff like that. Really kind of playing up that autistic style. Yep. Um, which nowadays I don't <laughs> think they'd really be able to pull off too well. Nope. It'd be tough to pull off and it'd be tough to find somebody to embrace the role as well. Yeah. You know, because embracing roles in, you know, and characters and, and whatnot. Uh, we hinted on this in the last episode. And we'll actually get uh, the viewpoint on this uh, from one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, Mr. Shawn Michaels. And uh, so he, uh, on a recent uh, appearance on the uh, Edge and Christian podcast, he was talking about uh, what he uh, feels that today's wrestlers are lacking. Sure. So, you know, this is right uh, from his mouth. So, and, there, and there's actually, uh, I don't want to plug them too much, but there's actually a clip to their podcast right down there below. All right, so um, I think my match with Vader, in, quote, in uh, brackets there, was the first time I can recall stomping... For the super kick, uh, which we've mentioned before, seems to be just like a generic move everybody has now. Yeah, and um, and you're and uh, you're the champion, so you you're uh, still figuring out new ways to develop and grow and evolve. It's not a knock, but I don't know how many people are doing that. People are sort of set in their sequence, which I would definitely agree. Um, their distinguished move sets or whatever, and heck, we were still trying to grow in a main event of a pay per view. Do you know what I mean? It was a constant effort of, for character development, so to speak, uh, as opposed to being set in that you being set in that and just moving forward. And again, it's not to be critical of anybody. It's just sometimes when I watch, it's just people are pretty set on who it is they are, and I don't know if that's the most positive way to go about doing it. 
You want to continue to grow as a character to stretch out, to have more range and more motion, have more everything, because once you do get sort of settled into it, it becomes repetitive, right? Right. I'll agree. I'll agree <coughs> with him. The actual, uh, the actual last word in that uh, uh, that right. whole paragraph was actually right, yeah. and I would say right, a hundred percent. Awesome words from Shawn Michaels there, um, kind of telling what's what's lacking about uh, you know today. Everything just seems to be the same. You know, like I'm gonna say it: the five moves of doom. Right, it, it, that's what it seems to be. It's just the the, the same same move set, same move set, same move set. You you can kind of project and tell what's going to come up and what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And you know, honestly, it, it that's the way things are are happening nowadays. And I think Sean's right here, where you know you have to get more of a range of of stuff, and that's. And I'm, I'm going to throw out Randy Orton's name. You know, like he has that classic move set. Right, that he that he does. He's got that simple move set that he goes through and actually does. But he always can throw in something just a little bit different yeah. to kind of make you go, "Wow!" Right. So I mean, but Randy Orton is going back to those days of Shawn Michaels and you know the Click and and back in uh, like Randy Orton's got to be what fifteen years in there now at least. Yep. Right. So he's kind of going back to that, which you're back in 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 those days. So he he knows as well. Yep. So. So yeah, I mean, there are definitely some people you know the. the Mainly talking the WWE main roster here that uh, seem to get into that, uh, you know, their their comfort zone. They don't want to go outside of that comfort zone. You know, you know whether it's you know worrying about risking to lose your spot or whatnot. You know, that's obviously the big one. They don't want to, yeah, you know, especially with the quote unquote jobber uh, wrestlers uh, that are there. And I mean, if you're a fan of WWE, you know who I'm talking about. I don't really need to name off names there. You know that uh, they're just they're too scared to make any kind of. You know, to really grasp for greatness there. Yeah. You know, and just because, you know, it's, you know, it, it's it's tough to kind of explain because it's just some of them, you know, they're, you know, as much as some of them probably want to, you know, maybe a lot of them don't get a chance or the proper opportunity to or get enough of time. And there's so many things that go into it, you know. And even at a three-hour show, I mean, you can't get everybody in there, so. True. But, but since we're on this topic for a minute, um, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Uh, now, we talked on the last uh, turnbuckle talk that we did about these guys needing to go out there and reach for it and grab it and talk to creative and yep. do this type of stuff. I'm wondering <laughs> if that is something that they actually went and did because now Seems they've like aligned it. with The Miz, mm. right? So is. Is, is this something that they went to creative and said, hey, listen, <laughs> we know that The Miz has got this big thing going on. He's out there. He's the IC champ. He's showcased. He's this. He's that, right? Why don't we become part of his clique? Yeah. Why don't we make another three-person group in the WWE, right? So it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see that these mid-carters yeah. or jobbers yeah. as you, you you say right and i mentioned their two names but they're now kind of rising up yeah. a little bit <laughs> and i wonder if it was their own doing or if it was wwe going to them and saying hey we got something for you now or maybe it was you know these guys were listening to the jk podcast and they went to the crave and they say hey these guys were just mentioning this about uh 
You know, us mid car guys are really not kind of uh, reaching for that brass ring. How about we start doing that a little bit? That's how I hope that that kind of went. But I think that's exactly how yeah. it went. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel both. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if they do or not. But both of them listen to. I yeah. don't know if they do or not. Yeah. The J and K podcast as we bring it out. Honestly, I really don't know if they do or not. Let's hope they do. But hopefully, that's what happened. Yep. Now, when it comes to reaching for stuff, sometimes you can go too far. And these two particular individuals are extremely guilty of doing that. And I am, of course, talking about Mr. Vince Russo and Mr. Jim Cornette. Uh, These two guys are two very polarizing figures when it comes to the wrestling business. Like, anybody would disagree with me on that. And basically, I don't know if you know much about this story. I really don't know much about it. All I know is that I believe it was Vince... Uh, Russo that uh, filed a restraining order against Mr. Jim Cornette. To my understanding, that is correct. Now, why this particular thing has happened, I'm not sure. Uh, All I know is that there's a thing here about Cornette speaking about it. I'll I'll just read the article and see if it makes any sense. Uh, He was interviewed uh, just recently and discussed the restraining order that was filed by Mr. Vince Russo. During the conversation, Cornette said that he, quote-unquote, pooped when police uh, officers broke the news to him, uh, Cornette said him and his wife laughed about it, and Cornette sarcastically said they thought him and Russo were just bros doing podcasts. Uh, Cornette also noted that he felt bad about Russo laying awake at night and quivering over the remarks that he uh, that were made and was remorseful about the situation. So I, I do have to just kind of correct you a little bit. Even though pooped sounds like a really good word, I, I think it's popped. <laughs> Pooped much better. <laughs> pooped is much better, but um, he, he actually didn't say pooped. He said popped. <laughs> wow. That's what you get when you record live, folks, and you don't edit at all. Oh, yeah. Maybe he did poop. Maybe maybe it's, it's them that made the spelling mistake, and I said it right. It could be. It could be that he shat his pants. <laughs> I don't know. It's Russell where fellows are restricting against me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I mean... But I'm kind of kind of seeming from from this. It's it's almost as though James um, didn't really expect anything like this to happen. Yeah, and that he just thought that they were just you know two guys who know each other doing <coughs> podcasts on their own. Yeah. Um, and he actually you know kind of says that he feels remorseful uh, about the situation. So yeah, I mean we'll see if anything more kind of becomes of that. Uh... As we kind of I mean, on here, but uh, I have seen a copy of the restraining order, yeah. Um, and really, there was like Any nothing details? on there no. really to say anything was wrong, so yeah, yeah, that makes you wonder what uh was uh kind of going on there with that. I'm sure we'll find out more about that, but uh, I think we were uh. Getting a phone call into the studio here. I'm not sure who that uh, was here, but uh, we're not in a position to take phone calls right now. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, if we find anything more about that situation, if that's an ongoing thing or what the whole deal is there. And kind of go from there. Uh, another person that uh, is a, a pretty uh, a decisive personality in the wrestling business is Mr. Eric Bischoff. And he... Uh, had some words about the money in the bank uh, doing the rematch as a really bad idea. Yes. Now, I don't think we have actually had a chance to talk on the podcast about uh, 
that situation with the with the ladder match, especially with the women's one. Um, I'm my opinion is pretty. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the same way. That uh, you know, for what should have been a really big landmark match for women's wrestling, was really tainted uh, by Mr. James Ellsworth uh, grabbing the Money in the Bank briefcase and not Carmella or one of the other women involved in the match. So, I mean, I, I can get it, at the, but at the same time, it, it's still. I mean, it was it was supposed to, it was such an important thing. It was like the first time for the women having a Money in the Bank letter match, and then that's the way that that. The outcome was. I don't know. It left a really, really bad taste in my mouth. And clearly, you know, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Fans and uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, mind you, that's kayfabe storyline. But, uh, you know, a lot of people not. You, know, you seem to actually be okay with this. I'm fine with it. And I want you to really <laughs> explain to me why you're okay because I am not okay with it. I'm fine with it because they, they really do not specify exactly what needs to be done in a money in the bank ladder match Mm -hmm. the only specifications on it is that the first man or woman so whether it's a, a male money in the bank or a female money in the bank ladder match the first person to take possession of the briefcase is the winner person yes so there's no rules there's no disqualifications They can use ladders, they can use chairs, they can use tables, they can use kendo sticks, they can use whatever they want. So why can't Carmella use James Ellsworth? Mm. This is true. So, I mean, that's, that's, I'm fine with it. James Ellsworth goes up there, he grabs that briefcase and hands it to Carmella. Mm. She got possession of it. She was the first female to have possession of it. It's hers. Yeah. Yep. And as much as I'm not a fan of the way they did that, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Eric Bischoff making a point uh, about this, and you know, this not only applies to to doing this, or you know, this applies to any kind of business who making any kind of decision that, that might be kind of questionable, is that you can't. Yeah, and basically, you know, Bischoff being a businessman himself, uh, yep. coming at it from this perspective, uh, when you make you know a questionable decision like that, when you immediately do like a one eighty and then try to change it, it, makes you look really bad. I honestly think it does as well. Right, so um, I'm not happy that they took the briefcase away from yeah. Carmella. I'm not happy that they decided to go with another female Money in the Bank, especially on free TV. Yeah, that's tough. When you did all of this, you 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 made a historic matchup. Yeah. It 100 percent will go down in history. The first women Money in the Bank ladder match that happened. Yeah. And a guy took the briefcase down and handed it to his girlfriend yeah. or to his friend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, like that's that's historic. And unfortunately, no matter what they try to do, no matter how much they try to delete, 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 delete any of it out of the history books, no. it's not going to happen. Nope. And basically, well, let's um, while we're on it, while I mentioned Eric Bischoff, let's have you know say what he actually has to say. Sure, about. yeah. He says, "I think it's a, you know, this is uh, of course referring to them doing a rematch and kind of go, oops, we effed up. Let's try and fix it. Uh, I think it's a bad move. It's a mistake I've made in the past, and boy, did he make some. Oh yeah. Uh, sometimes you learn from your mistakes. At least sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. When you build up to a big event on pay per view and you build up the stakes." 
and you build up the expectation and you basically deliver it a screwed finish and then rematch it on free TV, which mm. you just mentioned. Yeah. It diminishes the long-term expectation of future big event matches on pay-per-view when that happens. I agree 100% could have worded it better myself. I think it's a really bad idea. By the way, I've done it, and the results are always negative. Again, I agree with that as well. Yep. It's a bad precedent for everything going forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Some smart words from a smart man. Who, as he said, uh, not afraid to admit himself, has made some mistakes in the wrestling business himself. Yep. Go watch the Monday Night War, and you'll uh, get some information about that. Uh, Something else that's worth uh, mentioning here is uh, from former WWE... uh, Superstar Mr. Cody Rhodes. From Stardust. <laughs> um, as, you know, if you've been paying attention to the wrestling business, you'll see that he hasn't been around WWE. Yes. Because he is in Ring of Honor. Right yeah. Now, and is actually their current world champion. Yes, he is. After last night, yes. I do believe, he yep. won the ROH World yep. Heavyweight Championship title mm-hmm. belt. And I am. Happy, 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 happy about that. Now, we've talked before on, on this show about um, guys, um, you know, not necessarily having to be in WWE to be successful and True. to do well. Uh, he actually uh, talks about this and uh, and has some words to say when it comes to, you know, being successful outside of the big company, WWE. Yeah, I read through this. It was so, actually pretty good. So, right from uh, him here. Uh, I don't want to sound negative, but being part of history tonight or being part of history right now in this new era new era and new boom. I didn't get that while I was in the WWE. I would definitely agree. Uh, so currently there is no incentive for me to return to WWE. I'm making more money than I was with the WWE. I've been in some unbelievable matchups. Uh, two are coming up. I love WWE, just currently there is no incentive. Uh, there are some things I would love to be a part of. I would love to be part of the Dusty Tag Team Tournament. At the same time, I don't think that I'm... Uh, playing a revenge song here. I don't think I'm ready to move out of the spot of where I'm at. So he's very content and being very successful without being in the WWE. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. 100% good for him. And you know, like his his wife was in the WWE <laughs> as well. When Cody left, uh, she left uh, just shortly after yeah. as well. Um, and she's actually doing pretty well for herself in Impact Wrestling right now. So both of them kind of leaving the WWE and most people really didn't even know that she was in there. Um, she she went by the name of Eden. Yep. She was a ring announcer. Uh, I, and like, that's all they had for her. Right. So, but yeah, I mean like I'm, I'm very happy that, that Cody Rhodes has been able to move away from the WWE and get into something that he is happy doing. Yeah. Now, there's something there's an article that i'm staring me right in the face right now i'm debating oh, yeah. whether or not to actually mention it if it's we should i read through this and i i laughed i loved it i loved it <laughs> all right so let's do, let's talk about it then uh, this has to do with the uh, tna uh with, with impact no no it's it's impact we can't call impact. it tna anymore i even heard they're calling it tna i know but this new site is wrong it's <laughs> impact not tna anymore we'll call it impact slammiversary um Interesting thing going on with uh, with Impact before we get into this kind of part of it. Some of it kind of going well. A lot of guys jumping ship currently, uh, including one recently that you informed me about. Actually, two people recently, right? So, you know, one two the one showing up as a couple, and then the other one showing oh, up yes. as, as, as a singles wrestler. So. Well, that one wasn't. That was from ROH, not from, from TNA. From Ring of Honor, that's correct. Yes, but or uh, from Impact. Yeah. Sorry, I made the mistake yeah. too. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but this 
This one here, just most recently, was from Impact, correct? No. No, that was from Ring of Honor. From well. Ring of Honor, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll touch on that after. But yeah, uh, so basically, uh, we'll just get to the gist of it here. Uh, Donald Trump, the current president of the United States, uh, maybe going to be at Impact's anniversary? It's very possible that he might be um I, i'm i'm gonna take this one over just because i have read yep. through this already and i was super happy about it um everything really has has happened because alberto el patron or alberto del rio as as some other people know um announced that his father is actually going to be in his corner for his matchup against uh bobby lashley yeah. at slammiversary um so, Bobby Lashley decides to send out something via Twitter. Um, and if, if Big Joe can kind of get back to it, I want to actually quote what, what he actually put out there. Um, if you can scroll down a little bit there for me. Perfect. Um, so, Bobby Lashley actually put out there onto Twitter. He goes, well, it looks like I need to find a corner man for Slammiversary. At real Donald Trump? Question mark. It won't be the first time. Nope. Hashtag real legend. Nope. So Impact Wrestling is still actually awaiting to hear from um, Donald Trump to see if this is something that he will do. And I mean, Donald Trump's a businessman, yep. right? Impact is trying to grow themselves um, into a bigger company. What better way for Impact Wrestling to get viewers to watch their programming than to have the President of the United States of America, America. on their pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, be interesting, you know, given the WWE side of things that, uh, you know, he's, he had pretty strong ties with the WWE's and their, their Hall of Fame celebrity wing. With uh, him going over to uh, the Impact, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think, honestly, I think it would be awesome for Impact Wrestling if they do that. Oh, yeah, and, sure. I mean, this is something that the WWE hasn't even done. No. I don't think the WWE has had a president of the United States of America at so. a, let's say, WrestleMania mm -hmm. while they were in office. Yep. So, I think it'd be... be Pretty awesome, and I'm really high on Impact Wrestling only because, um, if you don't know, they were purchased out by by a sub subsidiary yeah. uh, called Anthem Sports. Anthem Sports is actually the Fight Network in Canada. So, essentially, Anthem Sports, a Canadian company, owns the majority shares of Impact Wrestling. So that's people will hear me really talk about you know, impact wrestling and high on impact and stuff like that. That's why only because a Canadian subsidiary owns the majority shares. Yep. So, so yeah, we'll see if that, uh, if that a happens and B, if it ends up being something that's good for them. So yeah, um, definitely, you know, they're, they're reaching for something to, to try and, uh, you know, increase their popularity and we'll see if it works for them. So, uh, I think to kind of, uh, for our last kind of bit here, we're going to talk about uh, this. Uh, I'll, I'll play the clip of it first. I think we'll, we'll talk about this as a, as a good ending topic here. So I'll just kind of play this and uh, let me let me pause it first and I'll explain a little bit first. And I'm, of course, talking about uh, factions or tag teams breaking up. We've sure. We kind of hinted at this before. So they, they've done this recently with uh, two guys I felt uh, was 
bit of a misstep just because I, I think that the timing wasn't wasn't quite right. It felt very forced. And we'll play the audio clip and we'll kind of discuss it in, uh, when it comes to these two guys and just in a bigger context when it comes to this kind of thing. I wanted to see if you were smart enough to realize what was going on around you. Or if you are just as dumb as you look. And I realized that you are even dumber. You are nothing more than dead weight that's holding me back from reaching my potential in the WWE. You are just dead weight holding me down when I should be rising to the top of the WWE. You're the reason I have never been a champion in WWE. I'm the star here. I'm the future. I'm where the money is. And you, your mouth just writes checks that your ass can't cash. Because Big Cass has always been behind you. Well, not for long. Because me and you, we are through. So there you go. Uh, Big Cass officially packing it in with Enzo Amore. Yeah. And breaking up uh, that tag team. Um, I felt uh, like if, if you even watch that uh, clip, I mean, you can see, you know, Enzo either a really, really good actor or, I mean, there's some legit kind of like not liking that whole thing. And, and even in Cash, you can kind of see in his face a little bit. They could feel, at least I got the feeling that they weren't too key on the idea. I don't know. They're both they're both professionals in in the business, right? They are. So I mean, if you're asked and told if you want to continue to get a paycheck, this is what you need to do. Oh. They're going to do it. For sure. They're going to yeah. do it to the best damn ability that they've got, yeah. right? I mean, I I have you know, myself in the past been a, a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um I have done a little bit of acting and stuff like that. And I've learned how to cry mm-hmm. on, you know, like I, 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 I've learned to really get into the part and really feel the emotion from yeah. everything and actually like kind of let loose and start to actually cry, yeah. which you can kind of see in that clip there. Um, Enzo Amore actually had tear coming from his eye like streaming down his face honestly i think both of them there's no beef there's no hurt they're like nope no this is fine this is good this is going to be good for both of us and i think they both are just humongous and professionals who were able to take that role and really embrace it and i I do hope that it works out best for both because i think they're both got some real talent there um, I think Enzo needs more of a chance. This could end up working well in his favor, especially getting a chance to showcase more of the kind of the in-ring work stuff. Like he gets to do a lot of the character and a lot of the mic work. Now, being a singles guy, maybe he'll get more of a chance to kind of shine that respect. So, in that, yeah, in that spot, I, I like it. 
Uh, at the same time, I thought uh, it's a tough spot with them because I, I think that you know they were they had some potential. I think maybe it kind of plateaued a little bit, and I think that's why they went this way. Now, having said that, you know when it comes to say like New Day, yep. Why are they sticking with with them as opposed to doing? Excuse me, doing the same with this as this. I don't know to be honest is, with is you. It, is it is it is it kind of like the the John Cena effect where it just makes them so much money that that's why they're not doing it? Could it be a, something as simple as that? You know what? It very well could be. Could be. I mean, it honestly could be. Yep. You know because. Uh, you know, there's been talk of uh, breaking them up. Like even like the Wyatt family. Like I, I thought you know, it was surprising for them to to break that whole thing down, and uh, you know, for that whole group there, I think I think it's worked pretty well for I'd say for the most case. You know, Bray Wyatt obviously going to do well no matter if he's by himself or with a group. And there's no doubting that. Uh, Luke Harper uh, getting a little bit better. Like he had a little bit of a lull after kind of. Uh, uh, walking away from that and then getting injured and then you know, yeah. starting to get back over the crowd again. I think Eric, I think it was Eric Rowan, I think kind of the one kind of left out of that uh, and not really getting a chance to really kind of shine. It seems like he's the one that's kind of lagged behind the whole group. So and when it comes to this whole For thing now. With, uh, with breaking groups up, it can be a real kind of hit and miss thing. So it's all about how it's executed, you know, by creative and by the talent doing it. So Very true. You know, and, you know, I, I, th- I think one of the best times i think it's been done was probably with uh triple h and Shawn michaels like when and those two really kind of started feeling like when Shawn came back from being injured was in the wheelchair and that kind of stuff like that kind of stuff was great 100 percent, right? it was you know, and that kind of stuff can work really good if the guys can pull it off that's the thing so and that's where you were kind of getting at with this that uh that uh, you can tell you know go look at the clip you know just look up uh, enzo and big cast breakup on youtube and you, you'll see just like the emotion like yeah, I was, you know, believing that, you know, that hey, like he's not like in this, he's not taking it whatsoever. So, but on the flip side, that could very well be what it is. I mean, I I'm just kind of going from from what I know about the professional wrestling business and yeah. how how you kind of have to be and how much yeah. of of an actor you you have to be to be in some of these different types of roles, right? Yeah. Um, but there could very well be some animosity in there. Right between not between the two of them, but kind of going, why why are you guys breaking us up? Like, like we really don't want to do this, and they could very well be legitimately ticked off at the fact that they've split them up, and that could be where a lot of that emotion came from as well. So, I mean, your uh, thought process on that could very well be uh, warranted. Um, I'm just kind of going by what I know from the business. And I think the fact that we're kind of uncertain about that aspect of it makes that bit successful because we're not sure if it's using the, you know, the the term that that you know, just a casual observer wrestler went using as a you know a work or a shoot. Yes. So the fact that right now red kind of just watching that and kind of dissecting and breaking it down, we're still kind of unsure if it's if it's all storyline or if it, some of it is legit. That's a, a successful bit in my opinion oh yeah 100 percent. if you can't tell if you can't really tell so if you have blurred those lines between fantasy and reality you succeeded you have 100 percent. when you when it comes to like a promo or a shoot or whatever you want to call it if if you're left kind of sitting there going hmm yeah then your bit your thing has succeeded 
then it deserves a yes absolutely because they've done their job yep i would definitely agree all right i think it about wraps up unless you have anything that's kind of on the uh tip of your tongue when it uh, comes to things going on right now no, because I think we've really pretty much covered everything. I did want to get into and kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the Cody Rhodes um, uh, winning the ROH belt. Yeah. We got into that. Uh, Enzo Big Cast, we did that. We talked about the uh, uh, the lawsuit, or not the lawsuit, but the restraining order. We talked about yeah. that. I mean, we went through a lot today on this episode. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, other than that, I think I'm good. And just like once again to kind of end things off uh, with uh, love of female Jazzy getting into that May Young uh, classic, um, I hope that she, I hope she, I hope that they use her right in that situation and uh, you know let's see her go far in that. So and you know not only with that have it lead to uh, a successful WWE career, which I, I know she's been longing for full time. So yes, full absolutely. Time, WWE, she de- she deserves it. 100% she does. Absolutely. So with that, guys, we just want to make sure that you know that you can find us on Facebook. We go to Facebook and type in J&K Podcast, and you will see black letters with white uh, white stripes there, a J and a K. That is us. Make sure you go there and you click that like button to like our page and yep. stay up to date with everything J&K Podcast. Yeah, and... You know, if you if you follow Carl on Facebook at all, he's got some other stuff going on the side that uh, is very worthwhile checking out as well. So make sure and, and look at that as well. So if you want to say much about that, if you feel like or not. Sure. I mean, this is something that's going to be done. It's totally separate from anything uh, with J&K uh, or with any of the J&K company. But yep. um, the wife and I have decided... <coughs> have decided to kind of start a, uh, a YouTube vlog. Um, we're just calling it the KNL vlog uh, for Carl and Leah, obviously, the KNL vlog. So if you guys feel inclined, you can go and check that out. We do have a Facebook page for it, and we are on YouTube. Awesome. All right, I think we'll end off uh, like we usually do with some tunes here. This is one that I uh, just kind of rediscovered recently. Uh, I heard this one. Just um, I'll say it right off the bat uh, through Google Play Music and uh, just the way that... Uh, they, they kind of recommend kind of music for you based off what you kind of listen to. And then heard the song, and it just like immediately triggered a memory. I was like, oh, I remember hearing that song on the radio. It was quite successful. Now, I don't really on the radio anymore, but uh, still a good tune in my opinion. So let's end off with uh, some Switchfoot, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.